Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Michael Rileman. Thanks for being on the show, Michael. Thank you, Whitney. Now, Michael is a newbie syndicator that started his career as a mechanical engineer. His passion is in entrepreneurship and becoming independent from the W-2. His GP of seven units, LP of 76 units, achieved 15% average annual return on self-managed stock market portfolio for seven years, and has worked on projects exceeding $3 million in budget with timelines over two years. So Michael, give myself and the listeners a little more about just who you are, where you're at in the syndication journey, and let's jump in. It's really interesting because I started working at a international automotive company. And I love telling this story because it kind of tells you how kind of unfair the W-2 life is working for someone. It really got my entrepreneurial juices going. So when I worked at a large international automotive maker, one of the first projects they gave me right out of college was, hey, you know, we have this process is very inefficient. Just go see if you can improve it somehow. So long story short, not getting into all the details and technical stuff with a simple $5,000 investment the company as a whole actually got an $800,000 return annually, right? So would you take that deal, right, if I gave that to you? I think so. (laughs) So, I mean, this was the biggest success within the first six months of me working there. It was the biggest success of of a project I've ever had in my career. And I mean, I won an award for it. They flew me out to England to, you know, give a speech to other CEOs and stuff like that. And it was amazing, right? So awesome. End of the year comes around, they said, you know, hey, Mike, you know, great job on that uh, work. Here's a little, you know, extra incentive, you know, here's a little bonus. And guess how much I got for that? I got $3,000. You know, what sucks about that is that I got taxed on that and I actually got $2,000. Oh, no. So that's what kind of got me started in all of this to say, like, I don't know if this is right for me. So I kept doing engineering. I started looking at other options. And, you know, I got into some other entrepreneurial things such as like t-shirt company, didn't work out, certain websites or whatever, but I kind of got settled on real estate just because I, I truly think that it's the highest level of return for the lowest amount of risk. But at the same time, you have to really know what you're doing. You have to be really well educated in it because there's a lot to it. Uh, it's funny because, you know, back what I said in the bio, it was, I was very into stock markets. I was very into retirement. At one point, I was a financial advisor for people, financial representative, I should say. I never got the, the certification, but it's like, I thought stocks were the way to go, man. And I was sitting there like 3% dividend, that's awesome. But as I started getting into that, I started doing the math and I'm like, well, you know, to, to reach my goal to retire early, uh, that's, that's a lot of saving, that's a lot of working, and that's a lot of returns. And so even though I was doing fairly well, 15% in the stock market, it just wasn't, you know, benefiting me now, right? It wasn't, it wasn't happening now. It was something I couldn't, I was a slave, I guess you'd say, to the stock market. So got into, you know, real estate, started looking and started investigating all different kinds of things. And I finally settled on multifamily for two reasons. One, because you don't actually have to have your own money to do it. And two, you can have property management handle it. So those are the two biggest things I ran into. But as I started getting into it, you know, it got a little, tough because, you know, you're thinking about wholesaling, all these different things, but really the syndication model seems the most achievable to me. And really what it boils down to is finding a deal and finding the capital for it. 
And with that said, those are the two biggest challenges that you can have. Uh, because yeah. once you get into it, you know, you start reading these books and, you know, it sounds real simple. Oh, there's a step-by-step guide. But guess what? There's like 250 steps. And to be very honest, I've been sort of at this for two years, right? And it takes a lot really to, to get into that, that realm because the education is a big part. Actually have building the team and getting the right people on your team is a long time. And finally, on top of all that, finding systems to one, gather investors, but also keep up with them. That's a big challenge too, how to stay organized with all this stuff. Nice. Okay. Well, let's get into a little bit of that. I think it's interesting that like you had thought about real estate many years ago, but then your uncle talked you out of it. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. Yeah. And I just think that's, that's why it's like, it's important that you, you think about who you're, who you're getting advice from. And I don't know your uncle from anybody, so no offense, you know, whatsoever, but it's so true. I've experienced it in my life. And if I'm speaking to, to other people who have never been an entrepreneur or they feel security in that W2 position, they're probably very smart you know, good. They may be great investors, all those things, but they're ultimately not, you know, where I want to be, you know? And so, so it sounds like potentially that's what was happening here. And so you have to think about where you're receiving counsel from, right? You know, is this somebody that's way ahead of me? Or are they doing what I want to be doing? So, you know, and that's going to help in that, in that mindset too, you know, just helping you to think through those things. But would you agree with that? Absolutely. And that's one of the biggest challenges to overcome is the mindset aspect of it. It's really one of these things where, I thought I had the right mindset last year, but I absolutely didn't. I think it's something that kind of clicks in your head where when you have the proper mindset, now I feel like I can take down a hundred deal, no problem. I got the team in place and I just really don't have the capital, right? And I need to just build and really network as best I can. Whereas a year ago, it's like, well, you know, I might have this figured out. I'm kind of just like figuring out as I go. And mindset is huge because you have to believe you can do it or else nobody else will believe you can. Mm. If you're sketchy, if you're like, I'm not really sure about that, you know, it's very hard to convince people that you can deliver on, you know, some of these things. They can hear it in your voice. Yeah, and you're, absolutely. And you're more likely to quit, right? You know, if you don't believe you can do it. You know, how did you overcome that? What, what was that thing this past year that helped you to really get your mind, you know, where it needs to be? So it's a couple of things. Well, and earlier on, I did have a mentor, right? I had someone who was much more experienced than me, kind of educated and showed me the ropes and was giving me advice on different steps of, so on that six unit that we talked about earlier, I I had help closing through that, right? So I had someone guiding me along the way. And that's one big aspect. I would, and I've seen it set a lot of places, but I would say mentorship in one way or another, any way you can is awesome because, you know, I think about this, I think about different things of, of the sort where people who are doing these big syndication deals, they have families, they have kids, they have all these things going on in life and somehow they have time for all this, right? And looking at this, it's like, well, if they can do it, I obviously can do it because I feel like I'm a pretty intelligent person. I'm you know, pretty organized. So somehow I'm missing something and breaking out that complicated thing into small little pieces is one of the key things. And you know, when you do project management, when you do a big, let's say value add, right? You have all these things you gotta do. You got hundred units you gotta turn. How do you coordinate that with your general contractor? You have to say, okay, this first week we're gonna work on you know, units one and two. You sort of break it down in little bite-sized pieces. So when you say, all right, I gotta find all these investors, it all starts with reaching out to one person, right? So one way that I have kind of reinvented myself, sounds kind of extreme, but you know, just look at things differently was I have set myself daily goals. 
So I look at, I want to do something very, very simple every day. So one of my goals is call a broker. Doesn't matter what it's for. It could be, hey, what deals you got? It could be, hey, how you doing? It could be personal, whatever. Just build a relationship, build that discussion with them. Maybe they'll throw you something, maybe they won't, but it's a time thing. It takes a while for people to trust you and believe you can do what, you know, you can close on this. And so then the second thing, uh, another big goal I have is contact an investor, one investor a day. So nice. what happens you is- Like is through email or phone call or how would you do that? Anyway, anyway, because you have people all on your, your network. You have all these different people. So it might be more appropriate to text someone other than email. You might not have their email. It might be better to call them. It depends on what your relationship is with them and whatever seems natural, especially if you're going to be like, I need a lot of money from you or I'm at least trying to do that, right? Right. So- Obviously, there's a lot of books out there that kind of suggest how you want to approach that, but it really should be more of the lines of like, hey, I'm doing work on this really cool thing. I'm working on my own business. Let me throw some ideas out at you and, and we'll, we'll talk about it, right? And you know, there's a lot of roundabout ways where you can get them to buy in and those are in some books and especially getting referrals is big. I love that. I mean, like daily goals and, and really finding things that, that don't seem like you're having to jump over this extreme mountain every day, right? Like finding these small things you can knock out. I think that's great advice. No doubt. Go ahead. And this is exactly what happens with this. So, so this is exactly what I found is that you call a broker, right? This is my goal for the day. I call a broker, doesn't pick up, leave a voicemail. Cool. I'm done in 30 seconds. But what you realize is like, well, I can spend five minutes doing this, right? So then you call two brokers or you call three brokers and then they start calling you back and then they start sending you emails and then you start realizing you have all this stuff you got to do. Like, like my day, so I'm still working my job, right? So my day is I get up at 5 a.m. I sort of plan out my day of who I'm going to call, how I'm going to work this. That's another big part of the success is planning your day out. I've heard a lot of people do like weekly planning. So on Sunday, they plan their week and that might work for some people. But for me, it's like I focus on what I'm going to do today in my, you know, entrepreneurial life and also in my personal life. And what happens is like you'll get into days where it's like you wake up, you spend your 10 minutes reading a book. Another goal that I want to do is read for 10 minutes because I hate reading, but there's a ton of good information out there. And then it's like on the way home, when I drive home for lunch, it's like I'm on the phone calling this guy. And what you'll find is what I'm getting to is you'll realize you got to analyze two deals tonight, but you also got to call that broker back. But then you also got to schedule two lunch meetings with two investors and it becomes this avalanche of activity, but you're building your networking base, you're getting your deal flow up and there's some other things you can do that. And you're learning a lot. And it starts building up where these goals, these daily goals actually become difficult to do, but you have created this avalanche of, of activity. That's all good activity that it's where you want to be. Right. So it really, that's all it takes. It all it takes is one good broker to feed you deals, to believe in you. And it takes, you know, investors to uh, a few yeah. investors. It could be close friends. I mean, it could be really anyone. So what's a way, I mean, like being newer into the syndication business, what's a way that you are, maybe give us the top way you're educating yourself right now. You mentioned that was like one of the things you have to be doing. So with education, there's tons of good content out there. I mean, right now, one thing I do is uh, another mini goal. I try to listen to a podcast a day, right? I listen to okay. yours. There's a bunch of them out there and just spend maybe an hour. I'm very beneficial in the sense that at work, I have the ability to listen to podcasts. So I can knock out up to maybe like four hours of podcasts a day. Sometimes not that much, but podcasts are awesome because of auto information. And you can Google whatever is over your head. What about building your team? You mentioned like, you know, getting started building your team was important. Give us an example of what you're working on there. 
So what I would tell someone who's starting out, and I didn't do this very well initially, but I would change it is this, when you go out and network, when you go to networking events, getting around same like-minded people and just talking about what you want to do. Well, first off, that's the first thing you want to do. Just tell everyone, I want to get into multifamily. I want to get into syndication. I want to do this. So you just set that expectation. And through that actually got me into a multifamily meetup where I go regularly now, but also referrals. So when you say, hey, I'm looking for a good real estate attorney that can do this, that, or the other, or I'm looking for a property manager, ask as many people as you can. And I believe I, I got this tip from somewhere else, but what you'll hear is, is that you start hearing the same people in your area, same referrals, you know, and you can end up calling them up, getting to know them and getting them on your team. And that's essentially how I did it in a very inefficient, long way. It took me a while to do it, but it was very, it's very good because I do feel like I have a rock solid team considering they work with some of the biggest players in my area. Yeah, referrals are very important. Yeah, and I love referrals. So, and then next you mentioned, you know, systems and to be able to gather contacts and investors and be able to keep up with them. What are some ways you've, you know, created a system? So it's really funny too, because when people hear systems, they think it's some complicated thing that you have to pay for. There's a ton of free things out there, but you can even use, especially when you're starting out, you can use Excel spreadsheets and just keep track and have a date and sort, put a date in there saying, follow up in three months, sort it by what's your next people you have got to follow up with. I'm using MailChimp right now. Very easy to give updates to people that you talk to. Very easy to categorize and tag them. So all you need is an email address. You obviously get permission to email and say, hey, you know, I can update you with the stuff I'm doing. You tag them. You can tag them as general, you know, qualified investor. Tag them as, you know, potential lead. Whatever you want to do, you can create email campaigns to follow up with them. And also you have a list where you can search to say, oh, who are these people I need to follow up with and kind of give them a little more attention to be willing to give you a verbal commitment potentially. So Michael, what's been the hardest part of this syndication journey for you up to this point? I would honestly say it's just all the little things you have to do. And with that said, they're all real simple. In all reality, I feel like this is simpler to do than my current job right now. But I know that sounds crazy to some people, but really I think it's just a series of steps because all this is trainable. All of this is, you can read and learn about it. There's a lot of stuff that you only get through through experiencing it. Like I learned a lot in that six unit deal and that was just a little, little baby deal, right? But it's the volume of stuff you need to do and the commitment you have to make. We talked earlier about mindset. It's doing something every day because the reason why this is took me two years to get to where I am now is because in all honesty, I took four months off. I thought I was committed before and I wasn't. And that's what I was saying earlier about how mindset, something clicks where you understand like one, I, I can do this. And two, this is what I got to do to achieve what I want to achieve. Because I mean, one investor is great, but you're going to need a ton. And you might, the first 10 you might talk to might say, no, it's, it's a numbers game. And it's just, consistent everyday activity that that's actually pretty difficult to the activity isn't difficult it's just doing it and convincing yourself to doing it and doing it especially on the days that you don't want to do it that's the hardest part so you know my advice would be break it down to simple steps like that 
push through all those things and it's it's a big mental game that's my biggest struggle yeah gotta keep getting up at 5 a.m right yeah yeah that's the only for some reason very early in the morning is the only time i'm okay reading like i just don't like reading and that's my favorite time of day is about 5 a.m and so uh, michael what's a way that you've recently improved your business that we could apply to ours well like i said earlier it's planning in the morning so I would wake up, I literally think about exactly what I'm going to do when I'm driving home for lunch, on the drive back to work, what am I going to do, who am I going to call, what am I doing during my lunch hour, what am I doing after work, and we're talking things like, I'm going to come home, going to let the dog out, you know, I'm going to work out, I'm going to analyze these two deals, and then I'm going to shoot these three emails and these three people for whatever reason, planning out those days, and that sounds like a lot, but you can knock that stuff out pretty quick, but literally just taking it one day at a time and saying, how am I going to achieve these super simple things with these little pockets of time I have? I have 10 minutes here. I'll make a phone call. This is who I'm going to call. This is the exact person, the exact number I'm going to call. And by having that like laser focus, it makes it easier to do. How are you finding investors right now? Two ways. One, really just networking as best I can, going to meetups, talking about what I'm trying to do, asking people if they're interested in something like that. And things of that nature. But also I've really started to use my Facebook as sort of a, uh, the term thought leadership platform comes out where it's both, you know, Hey, apartment investing is cool. And this is why, and also just generally sound financial advice, including personal stuff. Not only do I seem like a, a guy who's trying to do big things here, but also, Hey, you know, here's some useful information, you know, in case that's not really relevant to you. If you know, you don't feel like you fit that mold. What's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? Really? You know, I would say being a robot. So what I'd say by that is it's funny because my mentor says, if you are not excited about a deal, if you're not incredibly excited about a deal, run away. You shouldn't be doing it because you should be so hyped about a deal that, you know, that's the only deal you should ever do. Right. But that kind of contradicts with, I am, I am emotionally scared sometimes of calling a broker. Like they, they might like, you know, not believe me, I might embarrass myself, you know, but just doing it right. That's the hardest part. So being able to turn on that emotion and turn off that emotion, is very major because some things you have to just do it and do it consistently and not care what other people think, obviously have that background and that knowledge to do so. And some things you have to really think like, are you excited about it? Are you ready for it? And yeah, and trust the numbers too. Don't get too excited about it. Don't let it drive you insane. So, and then tell us how you like to give back. Right now, the biggest thing is I try to stay active on bigger pockets. I try to just provide stuff that I've learned and try to break things down into simple, simple uh, examples and metaphors if things are complicated for people and try to give some value there. But also, same thing with the Facebook, just provide that message of why this is a great alternative investment and why it's, you know, I think it's the best thing for everybody, really. I think everyone wins. I think it's so much better than the stock market. And believe me, I used to be a big stock market believer, but also, again, that just general financial advice and positive positivity. There's also some posts I have planned that are just being positive mindset. Yeah, just being just a positive person, not being negative and letting you know those things bring you down. Hmm. Michael, I really appreciate your time. And I, you know, I think that the listeners and myself can relate to you. And it's not easy getting started in this business or in any business, but but just you elaborating on like having that morning routine, having that structure, having those goals, and even 
uh, you know, how you talked about, let's find a goal that we can achieve every day and let's start there. I just think that's so important. And I hope the listeners are, are listening to you when you're talking about that, because that's crucial for me as well, getting started and really growing a brand and a business. I think you hit the nail on the head and just some very important points there. And it's going to be interesting to see where you're at a year from now, yeah, just keeping up doing what you're doing. But tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you as well. Two easiest ways is you can send me an email at summitpathacquisitions at gmail.com, or you can check my website out at summitpathacquisitions.com. Awesome, Michael. That's a wrap. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.